Welcome to my favorite week at River City Media. Uh, I don't know why I can never figure out where my face is in this camera. But we're here for 3R Sports tonight. The best hour of podcasting in the world. Maybe that's a stretch, but in my world it is. We're not the worst. The what? We're not the worst. We're not the worst. Cereal's pretty good. This is not my fantasy football team. Mm. I want to make welcome my two stars of the show. First, weighing in of about 185 pounds from Southern California, the baddest man in the world, Raj Mehta. Hit us with some knowledge, brother. I'm just fired up. Uh, LeBron's coming back. The Dodgers, well, they've been better. And uh, we got the draft in two days, which is, can't wait for that. If you hear him, uh, I, mean, he's like, I can't wait either. I got it, man. Hey, yeah. Robbie, do you remember him saying he didn't want to talk about NBA tonight? The first words he's got is NBA. First That's words right. out of his mouth. My bad. So, from, from from Decker, Tennessee, via Winchester, via the University of Tennessee, via Cherokee Boulevard, Davis Kessler and Davis, Robbie Davis joining us. Glad to be here. Um, I've got. I, we'll we'll get to. We got. A, I got a story for everyone about my frustrating weekend. Uh, but I'll save that for when, when we get to it. Yeah, that that one could be moved up at any time. I actually have <laughs> popcorn right down here in the floor. For for that meltdown, that's I, you know I don't know if it's a meltdown coming, but it's definitely going to be interesting. So guys, we are two days away from our draft special, starting here at seven thirty on I Logic Media, River City Media, and anybody else that'll put it up. Uh, of course, we'll be available on the Marion Messenger, and. Uh, I'm very excited about it. So let's start with the subject of the draft. As we headed towards this draft, if we get closer, we found out what, uh, some things have been revealed. And, and I don't think it's a big deal, but one thing I was going to ask you about, what do you think of Justin Fields revealing that he has epilepsy? Do you make anything of that? Were you think he was advised to do that? Um, Robbie, we'll start with you. Why, why do you think he would come out with that information? Two words. Voided contract. Okay. <laughs> you better disclose your medical condition when you're dealing with these, these teams. Um, it is better to put it – if it costs you, um, say, a few hundred thousand dollars on the front end, you drop a few spots. Right. Last thing you want is getting the lawyers involved and uh, saying that with two lawyers on the show. But um, that was my first thing. Like, hey, if he if I'm if I'm advising him, no, no, you lay it out there because I mean, look look at two last year. All it takes is one team. Ep- epilepsy is a lot better in my. I'm not a doctor, but I'd rather take someone with epilepsy with two working hips than somebody who you don't know if if you don't know how their body's going to react. So that was my, that was just my off the cusp kind of thought process. Um, and just, I don't, I'm so pumped about the NFL draft and uh, I know a lot of people make fun of it. My wife included about how obsessed I get about watching these kids walk across the stage. Um, I will say, I think I am going to miss the inside the homes that we had last year, but yeah. it, it's going to be good to see everybody at once. But that, that, that was my first thoughts on the, the epilepsy and, and why it was disclosed. So just so everybody knows before I go to Raj, Robbie and Raj and I will probably be set up outside of our normal position. We've been told we can have the TV on, just not, we can't hear it. So Raj and Robbie and I will be probably watching the coverage as we broadcast, but uh, you won't see the screen up, but trust me, I know Mel Copper. Mel Copper's not been good in 20 years. So, Raj, what was your take on Justin Fields and his rebuild? I mean, I have the same education as Robbie. He's still practicing. I'm not. I agree 100%. This is not something where when you've got millions of dollars on the line and the fate of a franchise that you keep secrets or you don't reveal everything out on, throw everything out on the table. Uh, you know, I think he had 
episodes when he was a child, but I don't believe anything. It's been managed since then. So that and maybe, uh, you know, if he falls behind a dude from Division Two, North Dakota State, he's got an excuse. Um, but totally agree with Robbie as well about last year. The best part was those genuine home reactions and tears and everything. That was pretty amazing. But, um, yeah, I think it's strictly contractual. Agent advised, smart move. So let's talk about the quarterbacks right there. It brings us to us. Robbie, you have done some draft prep getting ready. We not we won't go into everything tonight, but I think it's fair to say we need to preview these guys. So I, I have five guys that I think are top-tier quarterbacks that we'll see go in at least the first 15 picks. Would we agree really no – Oh, yeah. These guys are not going below that. Um, so that would be Trevor Lawrence, who is everybody's presumptive number one overall. Dak Wilson, who's everybody's presumptive number two to the Jets. Then the three quarterbacks I think are in play at number three for the 49ers in Fields, Lance, and Jones. The Adam Schefter reported that it's it's just Lance and Jones. I think it's Jones, but that doesn't matter at this point. If you've got to pick Robbie Davis, where do you think you're going with it? At number three? At three. Okay. Um, yeah, I've been – I was on the road a lot today, and I kept hearing all these. Like, so this is the thing that bothers me about uh, where we've come as far as breaking on these quarterbacks. So of those five, so that you, you want to say, oh, Wilson hadn't played anybody. Lance hasn't played anybody. Honestly, none of these five played, maybe besides BYU, none of these people played any games that they weren't the best teams with the best talent on the field. Ohio State didn't play it until they got to Alabama. They didn't play a team they weren't better than that had better talent. Same with Matt Jones. I mean, I wouldn't be able to complete as many passes, but I could I could beat Tennessee with with, with that talent around. Might be uh, a bad reference there. Well and, and so like so I, yeah, I think they're all pretty much unproven as far as what comes into the how it translates to NFL. As much as NFL starting to mimic college, um with that it's a long way of being said, I think uh Mac Jones should be right get have that check to Joe Burrows written and have it ready to to be sent out because Joe Burrow, how he played in the NFL, is going to make Matt Jones, Mac Jones a lot of money because I think the same kind of one-year wonder, hey, even though he played really well at replacing two, uh, two seasons ago or however you want to count the seasons, whenever two got hurt, Mac Jones came in and played really well. And um, I think to me in the NFL game – what I look for most from a college quarterback is completion percentage and accuracy because they don't get – there's no open windows in the NFL. You have to throw them open. You can't just say, there's no, hey, this guy's running down the sidelines. Hey, I'll just throw as deep as I can and peace out. You have to throw people open. So I look at accuracy. For that reason, if I'm sitting at three, I would go Mac Jones. And I think I would get to the same conclusion – um, and, and I'll add more to your thoughts. I think they're good. But before I get to mine, Rod, what, what, where are you at on this? This three I mean, pick. Jones is the safer pick, right? Right. You don't really know entirely what you're getting with Lance. I, you know, I this is a sore spot for me. The Jets again, and it's not just my USC bias. They trade an outstanding player who had nothing around him in Sam Darnold. For Zach Wilson, who's almost a carbon copy, uh, literally I think the best team they played in the best defense was Coastal Carolina, the Chanticleers. Um, and if you go back in his history and look at the, the high-ranked opponents that he's faced, I believe there's been a noticeable difference. Um, so, you know, Lawrence, obviously, I mean, Mac Jones, he puts it on the field, man. I, I would take him pretty darn high, uh, you know, if I were any of those teams. But I do believe that uh, Jones will be ahead of uh, – of Lance, but let me ask you guys, I mean, are we sure it'll be all five within the first 15? I mean, you know, I think this, now saying, that being said, the teams that don't need a quarterback in the top 10, 
they are styling, as they say in uh, Southern California. Actually, nobody says it anymore, but they're styling, bro. But like Atlanta, Cincinnati, Miami, now Atlanta may go after a replacement. Uh, Detroit, they just got Goff. Dallas, you know, there's going to be teams jumping up there because more oh. teams than not need a quarterback. So um, those teams, I think there's going to be a lot of activity. So I guess I kind of contradicted myself in that teams will trade up. But if you look at Dallas, the Giants, the Chargers, and Philly up, you know, 10 to 13, you know, I, I think those guys are all pretty set. So it, it's a crapshoot either way, whether it be the player. I think, I think you're player. right, but I think there's a couple of teams I think are coming up to that area. One of those being the New England Patriots. The other one maybe the Chicago Bears. Robbie, what was your thoughts on that? I think you believe – there's going to be a lot of draft day moves. Oh yeah, and I mean, I think you got. I mean, it, it's you guys are spot on, and the NFL is a quarterback league. It is built for that. If you don't have a quarterback, once they change the rookie wage scale, hell, if you're not drafting one every, if you don't have your guy, if you're not drafting one every year, um, I don't know what you're doing. You're just you and your coaching staffs just on the the GM, the coach, everyone's on the hot hot seat immediately. I mean, it honestly, if I'm Miami, I, I know two have much. I look and see who's available and I take some calls and I say, let's, let's, let's make a decision. And, you know, it's like, uh, look at what Arizona did. They drafted two quarterbacks in a row, two, I think two top three quarterbacks in a row and hit on Kyler Murray. And you got to keep doing that until you get it right. Cause if you don't get it right, you're, you're in what I like to call Titans land, eight and eight, nine and seven, seven and nine. And that's that's the worst place to be in the NFL. So to your point, uh, Raj, as a Raiders fan, were they ever a point that you thought even with Derek Carr on the or on the uh, roster or uh, do, do they need to go get another quarterback maybe a year ago or two years ago? I mean, there's a lot of point to that. I think. I think the Carolina Panthers at eight could be looking quarterback and already trading for Darnold with a second and a fourth. Do, do you just keep drafting? Do you get it right? You know, amongst Raider fans, this is a sore subject. It's actually the most contentious. Some people call them garbage. Um, I personally waffle, I think, ever since what was it, two or three years ago when they were 12 and three and he broke his leg in the last game or the second to last game. He's and Captain Happy Feet, you know, just make some seriously ridiculous decisions. I think I saw a stat the other day that it was uh, like Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Derek Carr were, had a certain amount of touchdowns, uh, passes completed, and uh, so few interceptions. Like he was a top three guy. And statistically, you can win with Derek Carr, but he's a winner. And I personally think the Raiders have way more needs aside from quarterback. I don't like what Green Bay did last year. I mean, they must love the dude. Uh, what's his name Jordan from Love. Utah State? Yeah, but I mean, they had other needs too. And, and look where they had finished up. You know, they could have had a maybe one or you know, a first round guy it may have been the difference for them. Um, when we were talking about uh, the Patriots trading up, I, I keep thinking. I know we talked about potential draft trades, but uh, I keep thinking the the Niners are going to make some. Maybe send Jimmy G to New England. Uh, you know, maybe for a third and a fourth, a second and a third, whatever they're asking. I saw – it's not the first time this has been hypothesized. Um, I wouldn't give a second to that dude, but, I mean, with that offensive line, now after getting Trent Brown for nothing from the Raiders, uh, you know, that offense that he knows, I mean, that would be my guy. Well, there's some truth to that. And, and you know, there's some truth to Bill Belichick loved the guy too. Yes. So, there's some, there's some truth to that. So, can I, can, I interject a, yeah, can I interject a question for you guys? Because yes. I was just thinking, um, for those that don't know, Randall's a Falcons fan. Roger says Raiders fan. I'm a Titans fan. So we are currently, maybe not the Falcons, the Falcons have issues, but we are currently, but but the Falcons have been there in the, in the most recent past. We are currently in this. We're a playoff team, but not good enough to win it all. And so are you are you better off saying, hey, let's let's rebuild or we could, like you know, we we're 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 paying Tannehill a lot, we're paying Henry a lot. And I'm like, 
well, we're not good enough to win the Super Bowl. So are we just stick? Are we wait? I mean, we don't have a window, but we're acting like we have a window. And so is that better or is it just, hey, let's just suck until we get the, the winner, until we get the guy and then build around? What do you guys think about that? Let me answer first, Raj, and then I'm going to leave you all for a second. Our feed is bad, and I need to reset the uh, the board. So I'll be gone, y'all, while you talk. We said it was a possibility. I'll be back within a minute. But I want to answer that just real quick. As a Falcons fan, I feel like the most critical mistake the Atlanta Falcons made was the year after the Super Bowl, they overpaid Devontae Freeman. They overpaid Matt Ryan. Uh, I don't ever say they overplayed Julio Jones because he's the face of the franchise, but they did pay Julio Jones. I, I think the Falcons made themselves bad, Robbie, by by trying to reward players for a great season. They ended up almost destroying the franchise. And I'll be honest with you, uh, and I've been very vocal among our group that I want Kyle Pitts, but I also think Kyle Pitts singles a complete rebuild for this program or for this franchise that I think within three years, Matt Ryan's not taking snaps. Mike Davis is a short-term decision at running back, but I would rather be, and I think the Falcons are going that way. I'd rather be two and 14 than eight net for, for one year than eight and eight for four years. So mm -hmm. reset the server. I'll be right back guys. Sorry about this, everybody. Nah, no worries. Um, my thoughts are that it depends on the offense, the offensive line, on the people around you. I know that's a cop-out answer. Uh, I probably wouldn't have said as much. Last year, I didn't think I'm a Pac-12 guy that Justin Herbert was going to be. I mean, I was watching at Oregon. You know, I, I did not think he would do what he did. Um, you yeah, know, he had a guy like Keenan Allen. I mean, that was crazy. Um, so, you know, but in the case of the Raiders, you know, more of a ground and pound, you know, downfield offense. Uh, that's kind of tough for a rookie to, to come in and manage that. So, I, you know, again, with Carr, I think they can win. That's the point being is that it it's just an impossible question because we've been in eight and eight land for what, three, four, out of the last five years. And for the last 20 years, that's a marked improvement. Uh, mm -hmm. which is pathetic, but I mean, it, it's, it, it, it is definitely contractual now. I mean, you're absolutely right yeah. that at a certain point, you've got to cut bait. And Randall was talking about the, the, the Falcons, you know, the Raiders overpaid Derek Carr after one good year. And mm -hmm. because of that, they couldn't pay Cleo Mack, uh, a bunch of others. They re-signed, I mean, they signed a ton of free agents. They were just garbage, spending way too much money. By the way, when was the last big money free agent cornerback to do anything? I think it's always been a letdown. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's all about flexibility. And if you look at those teams that are good consistently, like New England, Green Bay, others, Pittsburgh, full roster and cap flexibility every year. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And before I get all the, for my Titans fans, I know we were in the AFC Championship two years ago. But no one thought we were going to win, even with the lead at halftime against Mahomes. We're not good enough to beat them, unless that, unless there's an injury or something else. We're just not. But, Sorry about uh, that, guys. It was a crazy. Um, I had to reset the the server for just a second. We should be up and running now with much better feed. Uh, we were just talking about how, if, as a Falcons fan, you guys have the unique perspective to know what it's like to win the Super Bowl and lose the Super Bowl all in like a four-hour window. Yeah, you do. And, and you also realize those windows are short. I mean, the Chiefs, we see one, win one, then the Chiefs lose one, but then you see them start letting people walk. Start mm -hmm. well, look, at, look at Seattle. Look at Seattle. They won on rookie, uh, Russell Wilson's rookie contract. Once he gets paid, there's not enough money to go around. The Chiefs are actually really smart. I mean, they, they paid Mahomes the King's ransom, but they got him locked in now. And once this new these new TV deals come in, these salary caps get raised, they, they may have, have mined the system right. We shall see, though. 
Well, on top of that, you look the Chiefs, they did let a couple offensive linemen go that they drafted and that were due for big money, but they turned around and filled that spot with arguably just as good, if not a better player, Orlando Brown from Baltimore, another super trade-savvy, flexible team. Um, so, I mean, that's what our teams do. If they let them walk, they usually try to fill that spot in something more friendly. Um, you know, the, the Raiders, I hate going back to them. They, they let a couple guys, including Rodney Hudson, the center, who is amazing, uh, Gabe Jackson, they let him walk. And uh, I guess that sort of tends to, if they were smart, which they're not, they draft OL. Uh, I don't think this draft is as deep OL-wise. I think you can get just as much value down later. Uh, speaking of the Raiders, I, I, I mean, this is another thing, like I said about Green Bay, fill your needs now because you don't know how long your window or how wide your window will be. That makes sense. So, fill your needs. Before we get off of before we get off of quarterbacks, real real quick. So we had the first three gone. That leaves uh, our buddy Chris Adams is watching this week after we gave him a hard time for not watching. That leaves Lance and Fields on the board. Do you two or either one of y'all have a preference if you were the GM that you would go after? Just Raj, you go first. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I'm going to contradict it myself here. Uh, Justin Fields had a lot of weapons around him, and I saw a kid who was tough but overhyped. I saw a kid that that was kind of inconsistent at times. Um, that being said, he played top competition. I know you guys have your Big Ten issues, but um, I, I think Lance is probably the same player with less risk. Even though he comes from D2, health-wise, you know, he seems to be – they're both very intelligent kids. Uh, but, you know, Lance had to prove it on the field to, to get his spotlight. And Fields was spotlight since the time he was eight. So, I'm not necessarily fair. Uh, you know, I don't mean to condemn Fields at all. But I, I think Lance, if I were between the two, I would go Lance. Robbie? Um, this is – so this is Ohio State is developing very much a Florida, FSU, Miami reputation for having good college quarterbacks and not cutting the pros. And I wonder if this is going to be held against Fields. I couldn't turn down. So I'm I'm weary of Division Two or Division whatever they call it these days. Uh, players uh you're a five star for a reason you've got the potential he's got the speed I if i'm rolling the i think i think i think you're rolling the dice on either of them kind of at, at some point so i'll i'll take fields and i he looked great against clemson got hurt i would have loved to see him at full strength they weren't beating alabama regardless but i would have liked to have seen him uh play in that game full strength uh, but tough kid, it's, it seems like. Uh, the one thing that the red flag I would have, and we've talked about this, is not cutting it at Georgia and then transferring instead of comp like your comp your fire and all this. And so that that I would want to know a lot about why and and what made him give up instead of fight. I, I agree with that, and and you know you wonder if there were promises made and not fulfilled, and. You're not you're not alleging that Georgia may do some things under the table or that's not only up and up, are you? Absolutely. <laughs> There's the guy that went to school with the McDonald's back program. <laughs> we're that's gonna be a fun thing to watch play out. And I'm gonna make a little bit of a prediction here. One of these guys slides past where we think that they might, you know. And if he starts sliding that's when i think you might see somebody like a Steelers team or a bears team come up from deep in the draft if they believe in somebody and take it so oh there's gonna uh, be there's, there's gonna be movement uh i i anticipate there's gonna be a lot of movement on draft day it's gonna be a fun draft and of course you can see it, we've set it a two and a half hour mark if robbie doesn't like get max headroom too much we might go three hours we'll just go till we're done so, 
we're gonna have Just, fun what, with what's it. your what's your FCC fine budget? That's what we need to know. Uh, we'll just a, have a little we'll have a little donation jar and a little ticker. Need, need to go ahead and uh, put the next year's league uh, winnings into a container. Or, you know what? I'll send it to Chain. I'll let Chain pay it. So, uh -huh. um, before we go any farther, though, let's let's go. We've always said we're going to do a fun segment in this show. We spent about twenty minutes on the quarterbacks, and we're going to talk a lot about them on Thursday. I want to go back to a bloody, bloody quarterback draft. And, Robbie, this one's going to hit home for you Titans fans. Ten years ago, we had what we thought was a pretty good quarterback class. Three people at the top of that class in Ponder, Locker, and Cam Newton. Um, <laughs> also in that class, Andy Dalton went early in the second round, who was a faller. Most people had him as a as a solid first rounder. That class also featured a guy that's been a lightning rod in the NFL. And I, but I will say this: he beat my Falcons in an NFC Championship game. And at one point, I thought Colin Kaepernick was playing at a higher level than any of the other quarterbacks in this talk we're about to have. So, Locker, let's start there. He came in seventh overall pick, super hyped. Okay, let's start with Cam. Let's go there first. Cam's coming off a national championship and a Heisman Trophy. Has Cam Newton's career lived up to the hype, or, or is it disappointing? Um, I mean, he what, lost, he's played in one Super Bowl, lost it. Um, out of the 15 and one season, what an MVP! I, MVP, um, yeah. I mean, I think if you draft a quarterback number one overall and you get to a Super Bowl, um, and, and they ran into a really, really good Denver pass rush, uh, did he live up to the hype? I mean, he was never going to do what he did in college in the NFL. That there's, there's bigger guys than him at every turn. Even even playing the SEC, um, I think with his character issues from Florida, getting kicked out of Florida, transferring to JUCO, then going to Auburn for a year, dominate. There were some questions about his ability. Yeah, if if I'm a GM, um, I I can live. I live. Hey, I picked him number one. Got the Super Bowl, won an NFC Championship. Um, have been. Really good for you know a decade. I, I think you could live with that. Raj. I think our feet is a little rough. It sounds like a Hal two thousand or whatever. I have not learned to um, I caught like a third of that. I love Cam Newton. Uh, uh, do you write Cam life? Newton's career as a on the map? You hear me, Raj? I didn't catch that. You get it, Robbie? I think he said. I hear now. Oh, okay, you can hear us, both of us, or just me? We'll let I wonder Raj if this is on. my feed now because it's cutting out. Very bad. Try logging off and logging back in, Raj. Raj? Dude, I hear nothing. I just hear like, uh, let's see. maybe I should bounce and come back in. Yeah, yeah. Try that. Yes. Try that. All right, Robbie. While he's doing this, there's some truth to what you said, um, and uh, all kinds of feed issues tonight. Sorry, folks. There's some truth to what you said, but let me add. You know, Cam Newton, I thought would be. Everything you said was true, but I also thought maybe he would last a little longer because he was 6'6", 6 6'5", 245 pounds. I really thought he was built for the long haul, but did he just have that run where he was really good for a limited period of time? He got beat up bad in Carolina, really bad. 
He were the he is it true that in your head he was the leading running back and the uh, the quarterback in Carolina for many years. Oh yeah, I mean he was the only weapon they had for I mean, you had Greg Olson there for a while tied in. But I don't care who you are, how big you are, if you let your quarterback who's in charge of throwing the ball run and get hit over and over and over again, they're going to get hurt. And those turf toes, ankles, all those things add up. And, um, and so I think that – I mean, uh, he lasted about as long as – you know, you, th- you think he's going to, and what he lasted two contracts. I mean, I'm sure that's what they drafted him to kind of last. Yeah, I mean, I agree. The speed's a little bit better, but. Am I the only one with our fine Chattanooga internet? Tell me y'all didn't go cheap and go Comcast. Well, I'll, while we're waiting, I'll go ahead and give – I think we were going to jump to Jake Locker, and I will give my picks on Jake Locker um, or my take on him. And it goes back to completion percentage in college. The guy playing in the Pac-12 at Washington completed less than – either about or less than 50% of his passes in college, in the Pac-12, against bad defenses. This is a franchise that picked Pac-Man Jones at number six, I believe, and I think Jake Locker was a worse pick. He was never going to be successful. If you can't complete 50% of your passes in the Pac-12, then you cannot be a successful NFL quarterback. And that's what the Titans picked in the top 10. Now, granted you, there was a lot of other bums in this in this class also. Um, Randall has a higher opinion than Andy Dalton than I do, but mainly is Mine is personal because I had him on a very, very good fantasy team. And with just a little better quarterback play, I would have won the championship. But Andy Dalton could not throw the dang ball well enough to A.J. Green to get me a championship. And so I will never be in Andy Dalton's camp because of uh, said reason. Yeah. I um uh, I'm happy to just keep talking right now. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'm on. I'm on 100 now with our feet down. But I agree. Uh, Andy Dalton was. You know, who is the best quarterback in this class? It's Cam Newton. Uh, Locker completely stopped the place up. Kaepernick was the next guy probably in line. And then, I mean, really, uh, you know, and maybe if Rod gets back in a minute, I want to, I mean, but this class came in, Locker that's a sure thing. So. And, you know, and I think – I don't think he was a sure thing. I think that's just what the networks want is quarterbacks to be the, to be the next big thing. Um, so they get a bunch of attention. Christian Ponder, he was in the fourth day. He wasn't that good either. Um, Kaepernick, he, he's the other one of this class that went to the Super Bowl, ended up losing. And then, is it, is, am I getting a scratchy echo for you? I agree. It's the whole class. 
and right now, and we keep thinking that all of a sudden, if we buy that thing, I'm gonna try to really think Rod's back in. I'm gonna be off camera, but I'll keep talking. Sorry for the delay, guys. We're having issues. This is podcasting, uh, still in COVID, I guess. We've never had these issues before. That's the problem. We know what we're doing. Um, that we've always had good. We've always had great um, signal. And now all of a sudden we're we're really struggling. You're sounding a little better to me. All right. Let's see if we can get Raj back in. See if this is. Okay, when Rod shows back up, how am I sounding now? Because I went totally cellular. I think I think you're, you're yeah, you're better. Okay, if we have another failure, we just have to end it tonight. Um, it is uh, and there's a Comcast car out in front of my house right now, so that might be a problem. I, I this class is deeper, Rodby. I really think this class compared to that class. I think with some people reaching in that class, especially with Ponder. I never understood Ponder and how he got there. Outside of his wife being an amazing sports broadcaster, uh, Ponder was really never the pick to me, you know? I had my doubts about because, again, it was his accuracy that concerned me. Uh, now, I'll we'll get Rod back in. I'll just send him the link on something else. But before we get off of the subject, I want to. Well, talk and Blaine Gabbert was a horrible pick, also. The Jags picked him, right? Yes. Yes. Um, oh, and I can't wait on Thursday to talk about Urban Meyer and um, the Jags. Well, actually, can I just talk? Can I just ask a question right now that I just thought about today? Um, and this, we don't have to answer, but let's just be thinking about it, maybe table it. Um, so right now in the NCAA, you have, and I may be missing this off the top of my head. We weren't planning to talk about this. So we have Saban, Dabo, Jimbo, uh, Orzon, and Mac Brown. Those are the five active coaches of the championship. Um, am I coming? Am I coming through horrible? Um, all right. Mic check. Mic check. Better. Better. Testies, testies, one, two, three. I can hear you better. Raj or Randall? Hey, I'm here. I'm going to a different location. I won't be able to video, but if we can get some good testing. Can everyone hear me now? It's better. Better. Okay. Testing, one, two. Testing, one, two. Testing, two. Um, Tell me what you got. Good. There's still some scratching. There, but... Yeah, still intermittent. Okay. That's well, you good. go ahead. Let me you go ahead and roll. I'll ask the question and, and I'll try to limit my comments. Do you? Who is in the backside of this draft? With Mond, with Trask, with those guys. Are there anyone that? You go, hey, this guy might be an NFL star in the way. Is there any of those guys? 
I like Mond. I think he showed some promise. I think he um, four-year college player, last two or three under Jimbo. I think that uh, he has got some some potential. I think he's he, and Jimbo runs an NFL offense. I think he'll be able to not maybe start right away, but he'll be able to come in, pick up a playbook, and uh, hit the ground running. I would be interesting uh, to see, hey, maybe a place like Pittsburgh or um, Indy or something like that, that um, where you can don't have to play right away. Or uh, is, uh, is New Orleans rolling with um, – Hill and uh, uh, Winston, they, they go with those two. So maybe a place like that, a little gap year. I could see some of those teams making a play for him. Um, I caught part of the question because my feed has been butt as well. I don't know if the FCC is going to get on me, but I don't care. Um, I, you know, basically, I think we were discussing quarterbacks that aren't, you know, those top five guys someone down the list that may surprise or be a stud. Um, you know, I, I love the, uh, the two Texas guys. Bouchel, love is a strong word. Uh, Erringer and Bouchelle from Erringer's good too. To SMU. And then I kind of like the two Zachs, uh, Zach Smith at Tulsa and Zach Thomas at uh, Appy State. Um, they're all seem pretty similar, polished pro-style quarterbacks. And uh, I think one of those four dudes could be actually pretty solid in the long run. So, no love for Davis Mills because he seems to be gaining a lot of ground right now. I don't get that at all. I watched that dude when he was playing. He was hurt a bunch. Uh, I mean, he moved Costello, but Costello's not that great. Uh, I think people are just in love with the measurables. But what I saw on the field, I wasn't super impressed. I can't believe he's as high as he is. I think uh, Uche has him sixth right behind uh, – like fields or somebody, which is – The Pac-12 had a football season? I, and that's just what I heard. I don't know. I just, <laughs> it was in the funny papers. <laughs> I've discovered uh, outside maybe my face is made for podcasting now. So I'm staring at the truck repairing on my – Right now we're running 100% on Verizon, not a sponsor – but come on, kick us something. We've said it three times now. Well, stop being so cheap and pay for EPB. Yeah, I think uh, – yes, let's move on to the next subject. <laughs> oh, is that, is that off limits, too? <laughs> no, I, I, I seriously have EPB scheduled to come install like next week. So, uh, oh, I, I don't have my notes with us. I had to walk away to get, to get some signal. But I think our next subject – was going to be a recap of the race. And I'm not getting on here until I hear this. I walk away from my popcorn, but I'm really excited to hear about the race. Now, there's some details we're going to leave out. Let's just start with the race and some circumstances surrounding the race. It's my cue for a refill. Be right back. Absolutely. So... I feel like I personally am going to have enough content to fill uh, Scott Van Pelt's bad beats, just me alone. So let me take you back. To, before I get to the race, let me take you back to either Thursday or Friday or Wednesday. It, maybe it was Saturday. I don't know. At some point, I bet on the Twins to beat the A's. The, the Twins – a major league baseball team were up two runs with two outs in the 10th inning. They, the second baseman commits an error to allow another run. Sounds like the Braves. So what happens now? He's getting muted. They hit a, with the bases loaded, Two outs, a ground ball to third. All he has to do is run to third base and touch the base. The game is over. What does he do? He throws the worst throw to first I have ever seen. It's 20 feet over his head. So I'll lose that game. 
Um, yeah. So I was like, that's the, that's just God hating me. So fast forward to Sunday, uh, my bet your nuts lock of the week was Denny Hamlin finishing the top three. So a lot of you guys don't know about NASCAR and don't really care. But what you need to understand is their starting position or who has the best car. And if it's a good driver and you have the best car, it is put as much money on the table as you can as the, as the race is going on because things just don't change like that. Even when you're running in the front and there's a wreck, it doesn't affect you much. So Denny Hamlin, not even arguably one of the top two drivers in, in NASCAR, has the best car. He's riding up front. There's a huge crash. He survives. It's Talladega. So it's it they know this track off and on. He's in first place. He goes to pit. So nobody really in front of him. He speeds in the pit row and gets docked a lap. So, so I went in from, front of him. Right. I went from in first, sitting pretty. I'm I'm ready to spend my money I make. He gets docked a lap for speeding. And then in the pit, they commit a penalty to get docked another lap. I'm go from counting my money to, well, I just lost this bet that was uncomfortable to lose, to say the least. And to put this into other sports perspective, I was thinking of analogies. This is like having 10 seconds on the clock you're up one and steph curry gets fouled to shoot free throws he gets to shoot a one-on-one one. not only does he miss the front of one-on-one -on -one, he then goes over the back of the rebounder commits a foul and then gets two technicals and throw it out of the game that's how improv like it's just that's a super thorough analogy i probably could have gone with like john vandeveld you pull up vandeveld that the French dude at the Masters who yeah, uh, like yes, it is, it is, I it like is, your, your analogy as well. It is just like, are you kidding me? And and y'all know me, I can sometimes be a little cocky, and um, <laughs> and so I was I was ready to brag about how smart I was and how good my bet was, and then sports god just came and took it all away. That the um. The group text went silent for quite a while. I mean, I was so pissed. Not only was it Robbie upset, but I think everybody else was like, wow, did that just happen to Robbie? Would you have been upset, like, if you didn't have any money on it? Is that like, does NASCAR work that way too? Or you're like, oh, my driver lost. Oh, no. Crazy. Oh, you know, I don't, I don't have a favorite driver. It's all money based. That's what I figured. I just, but I know some people do, like, and more power to them, not my my bag, but you know, some people act like people do in the SEC when you know Tennessee or Georgia or LSU loses a football game, you know, if their driver doesn't, you know, win or perform the way they should and, and they don't even have money on it. And um I am not like that, but like I said, more power to them. Passion oh, is yeah, no. I mean, I probably bet on Chase Elliott the most, so I'd say he's my go to driver, but if, if I don't have money on him, I mean he can finish in last, I don't care. <laughs> My go-to driver, love it. Was this was this as your worst beat of the year so far? Uh, well, one because I was on here guaranteeing it, um, and then also my cockiness level because I wasn't even watching the Twins game. I just saw Sports Center and was like, "What? In the, how is this possible?" Um, thanks, Fox Sports South and these regional cable. I'm, but anyway, uh, but yeah, this this one was up. This one was bad. All right, guys. Well, you got your notes in front of you. What was our last subject? We got trade trade we want to see during the draft, and then our gambling pick um, coming I mean, up. All right, let's, let's uh look at that trade you want to see before the draft. We got about ten more minutes, and the signal seems to be holding. Up. Again, I apologize to everybody. We do have nice equipment, and we've never had to do this. 
And it's been both of us tonight has been dealing with it. But so, man, we talked about a trade you'd want to see. I thought of several things. Uh, but Heartlanded, and, and it's very right now in Atlanta. I was reading an article from the AJC today that the Falcons are openly kind of um, shopping Julio Jones. Now, Julio is the face of our franchise. No other player in Atlanta, I, I don't even say that line is identifiable with the Falcons in Atlanta as Julio Jones is. But if someone gives you a first-round pick for Julio Jones, Baltimore, or someone to that effect, do you not have to take that? And also, would it not be a good story to see Julio win a Super Bowl or get on a contender for his last run? So the trade I'd like to see, I'd like to see a Julio get out and go to a contender. Rog, do you think? What do you think of that? I mean, it could be the Bill O'Brien effect, but if DeAndre Hopkins didn't even garner a one, I think he's got a two at the bet. Ridiculous. Um, I'd have a hard time, even though he's a freak of nature. Uh, you know, there's a lot of miles in that body. What? How many years has he been in? It's eight? You know, He's 11. 11. Yeah, I mean, that's – and a $23 million cap hit. I mean, that's a – to gamble a first-round pick on that, that's a lot. Uh, is he worthy talent-wise? Yes, he's a freak. I'm, you know, he's, he's a game-changing, legendary wide receiver. But I, I couldn't see giving a first for him. Uh, but that being said, as a Raider fan, I would love, you know, I saw, you know, the Raiders giving two number twos for him. Uh, similar thing, you know, we are talking about possible trades for Marshawn Lattimore, the corner in New Orleans, but we'll get there. Um, but I, I just, I would do what it takes to get him, but – I'd have a hard time trading a, you know, 21 year old stud first rounder, possible stud, for a guy with that many miles. Robbie, what do you, what would you think of Atlanta moving away from? Um, so if you draft Pitts, which if you don't draft Pitts at four, then just stop. Yeah, well, being first you're going to have to carry on the show without me. If yeah, just stop being GM if you pass on pits at four. So, and I heard this today about shopping Julio. If you take pits, aren't you saying let's go one more run at it? Let's free Julio up on the outside. Let's keep him Ridley. Let's see what we can do with Matt Ryan's one or two more years. Um, it makes no sense to me to trade it. Julio to now for a first round. Well, one, I'm, I'm in complete agreement with Raj. If they get a first round pick for Julio, as great as he is, but at his age, I will fall out of my chair um, because, yeah, Bill O'Brien's not not in NFL anymore. He's not making trades. And so – I would, I would say, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I draft pits. I keep, I keep the game together and see if we can run it, run it back one more year. Um, and the only, only reason, only thing would be say, hey, we, we, because like you look, Carolina's starting over, New Orleans is starting over, Tampa, yes, they just won the Super Bowl, but they're old again. Um, you got to think if you're Atlanta, that division's winnable. Outside of Tampa, I think. You know, and sneakily, I do like the Mike Davis sign at running back. So I think it's a very limited window, Robbie. I think you're right. I think it's a one, maybe two-year window if you go that way. But I could see that. Hey, they, right. they learned their lesson the hard way. They, they got a value guy for not much money instead of paying a, a shorty like Devontae Freeman overpaying him, a running back and – hamstring in their cap situation. They got a productive dude and not for a ton of money. So uh, as far as I know, but I thought that was a great signing. Yeah. Robbie, what's your pick? Um, so I'm just intrigued. I want New England 
to move up uh, with Detroit and pick Fields, and I want to see the Cam because they've got their offense designed for Cam Newton and have Cam start it, have Fields finish it, and see what it makes. Uh, Bill Belichick's he's what sixty nine ish. He's uh, two years younger than Saban, I think. He's okay, so he's sixty. He well, let's just put it this way. He's only got a few years left. He's going for it. He is gonna. He's he does not like that Brady has one more than him. So I'm interested to see what they do. I hope they go crazy and go all in for the next uh, this draft in the next few years and see what they can do. I, I love that. I absolutely love that. I, I kind of I would not be shocked to see that happen. Um, Roger, what do you uh, – I, I mean, that's my favorite one, Robbie. I mean, I almost get that. They come up to four with the Falcons just so the Falcons get right out. But I, I love that. One thing Robbie makes a great point is, you know, I think it's pretty evident, even though he'll never admit it, that Bill Belichick's ego is about as fragile as, you know, a wine glass. Uh, he doesn't like that, that not only Tom Brady has more – but obviously that Tom Brady not only did it without him, but did it with basically like a hard drinking, big talking, you know, antithesis of a coach in Bruce Arians. So mm -hmm. it was yeah. kind of funny to me when that did go down. Um, you know, I, you can't tarnish his legacy, but it gives people like Stephen A. Smith something to talk about, or maybe us. Um, as for trades, I said it before, um, you know, maybe it's too convenient, but Jimmy G to New England, uh, San Francisco can get even more picks, a third and a fourth, and that's a team that already is stacked on defense. You know, they don't need a ton. Um, I also said Marshawn Lattimore. I know there's a cap situation, contract situation, the outstanding corner uh, in New Orleans. Uh, hopefully, of course, this is home picking, but for the Raiders. And uh, I did see that also. He probably worth a second and a third or maybe a second year and next year. Um, but I'm not familiar with how much he's due paid because I think I said this earlier, I can't remember the last free agent cornerback that got paid that has done awesome aside from Jalen Ramsey now, but when he was picked up, he wasn't paid. Um, and then the other thing is, I think we're going to see some stud receivers dealt. Uh, Julio Jones, Allen Robinson is not thrilled with the bears. Uh, if Trubisky was my quarterback, I would not be thrilled too. And Dalton, I think, yeah, uh, kind of tough in a contract year to make that money. Also, ODB, you know, he's a guy that True. I don't think he has the value that uh, that people say. I think he's overhyped in terms of reduction on the field. You know, more math than stats or numbers. Uh, still, valuable player that that would command a pretty good price. So, I think we'll see a stud receiver dealt on draft day, a proven receiver. All right, guys. Well, we've all – thank you for sticking in, everybody. We Somehow we had six viewers. I didn't do all that and stay with us. Whoever you six are, if you will shoot me a message, the first River City merch I got. I got some stickers. If you stay through that mess, you deserve something. Um and, and, and again, we apologize. But I, I think it was a decent show, guys. And uh, we'll probably skip on over the uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. But there's no skipping. Bet your nuts. So, we're gonna make for all those people that stuck with us. We're gonna make it up for them in this segment. We're gonna make them some money. So all four of you are still there. We're going to make you money, and we're going to start. Who wants to go first, Robbie or Rob? I'll go first because Rob is a closer when it comes to gambling. Um, I actually had tonight, don't ask me why. I bet it before. Right now it's 0-0 zero, zero in the third inning, so it's not looking great. But I had the over on uh, Seattle and Houston at five and a half runs. Uh, I thought that will, you know, still will. You know, you can still, depending on where you are, bet MGM. Still bet on those those types of things depending on your state or offshore. Not that we, you know, condone or encourage gambling. Um, but yeah, I'm going the over five and a half on Tuesday, April 27th, Seattle and Houston. 
All right. Well, I'm going to give a couple, and then Roger, right, Robbie, you're going to close this out. I'm going to give my nuts pick, and you can go to DraftKings and find these right now. I am picking my nuts that Kyle Pitts at negative 200 goes to the top five position. If he goes after fourth, we're canceling the show. Randall's leaving. Somebody's sending him. I'm becoming a Titan. So, Kyle Pitts, negative 200. But here's my real pick. It's a long shot. Plus 2,000. Plus 2,000 on DraftKings. That Caleb Farley is the first cornerback taken. Over Horn. Over Patrick Sertain. I know there's a couple of teams that love Farley. If it's going to be a shocker of the draft, plus 2,000, it's Caleb Farley going as the first cornerback off the board. He's the latest and greatest trend, man. People are forgetting about a back injury. But, yeah, he's all the hype right now. He's, he's the number one top name in, in defensive backfield. Uh, plus 2,000. Wow. Yeah, I think that's worth it. And I'm also betting over under is he's taken before pick 21 and a half. I think that's at negative 140. I'm also betting he's my favorite quarterback in the class. I like him. I like him more than J.C. Horn. So Hey, don't call him junior, by the way. You call him the second. The second. Yeah. All right. I'm calling Goose Gossett a bullpen. It's Mariano Rivera. It is. Who's a Dodger good closer? They don't have him. Kenley Ganson. I'm calling Craig Kimball out of the bullpen. All right. So, as a – so this is where experience comes into play. The best time to bet college basketball is in November and December while Vegas is obsessed with the NFL and college football. How'd that work last year, ball fans? Sorry. Hey, we were we were I believe started 10 and 0, so I think I was 10 and 0 on the spreads and then things as as it progressed as Vegas caught up uh, it went downhill. Yeah. Oh, I so, thought you meant for the future, like to bet in November and December. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Bet those games where Vegas yeah, is yeah. No, That makes sense. I'm with you there. So, on, so, as the world, as the sports world is focused on the NFL draft Thursday night, we have the Tampa Bay Lightning sitting there at home, minus 162. It is an empty out the cupboard, whatever you can afford to bet, bet on them. They are perennial powerhouse playing the Dallas Stars. Hell, Dallas doesn't even care about uh, the hockey team with the NFL draft going on. No one's going to care. They can be embarrassed. That's the bet your nuts pick. Tampa Bay Lightning Thursday night. I believe they start at 7 on the eve of the, with the backdrop of the NFL draft. You've gotten all your parlays Randall's talked about. Vegas is paying attention to that. Sneak it in. Done. That actually makes sense, Robbie. <laughs> I'm surprised. Isn't he your attorney, too? <laughs> so, a couple of facts we've learned from tonight's show. Randall's upgrading the internet because he's spent too much stuff on home internet, business internet. Two, Randall's beginning to look a little bit like Santa Claus. And three, it's not the same broken crap because it didn't work either. Yeah, I switched from my phone to my computer and it got better, but now I can't research live. Yeah. Uh, but where I live in the suburbs, we don't have that acronym, that those three letters, which is one of the fastest in the country. They actually call it Gig City, and even my buddies that live out in the Bay Area chuckled at that, but researched it and found it to be true. Uh, we don't have that yet, so I'm stuck on C O M C A S T, which is A S S. Um, and uh, yeah, once I switched to my computer, it was much better. Uh, and my computer sucks, so yeah, I need to figure something out. 
Yeah. Rob, closing thoughts. Um, I mean, it's NFL draft week. This is where hope is eternal. And everyone, I'll say if the Titans don't draft an edge rusher, then just stop. Like, uh, we – we have a great offense, but can't rush the quarterback to save our lives and can't let Mahomes sit back there and, and be comfortable. The, 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 Tampa taught us that. You put pressure on him, you can you can beat them. So it's edge rusher, edge, edge rusher, maybe a little quarterback help. But it, we, we've got the offense. We've got the receivers, got the best running back in the league. Tannehill's more serviceable. So, yeah, let's get some edge rushers and some defense. Hey, Randall, what time are we live Thursday for the NFL draft? Show? 7.30 Eastern. 7.30. And we will – you know, the plan's to go to 10, but we might take a break for 15. We might have to reset, but we'll be here with breaking news. Uh, I, you know, go ahead. Well, we, oh, so we, we can talk about this when we get off. Just I just had a quick thought, but it's more maintenance and stuff like that. Okay. Thanks for uh, watching, everybody. Phoebe says goodbye. Rod, what what do you got to finish up? Besides that, uh, you know, Phoebe gives the uh, the pause up. She's a she's a personal space invader. Oh, she just snorted at me. But um, yeah, man, I can't wait for the draft. As a Raider fan. The highlight of our year, and then uh, also simultaneously the low light of our year afterwards. Yeah, it's what the next activity after Thursday is fantasy football draft. I mean, that's our next Trevor Lawrence, number one overall. So, oh, all right, thank everybody that put up with us. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I'll start bombing you with questions for a little bit and we made it through it and we made it through tonight we're gonna be okay hey randall i think the dishwasher is done behind you so just fyi that's the nicest thing in my house it's my (laughs) dishwater washer y'all thank you see y'all adios